Welcome to the Infinite Project Podcast. My name's Stephen and I'm the owner of the Infinite Project. In today's episode, I'm going to be giving you guys a wee bit of a, I guess, a review of the uh, Inverness Marathon. Uh, apologies in advance, seem to have picked up a bloody cold off the back of the marathon, so I'm a bit choked up, uh, hence the reason probably my voice sounds a little bit weird. Uh, but no, in today's episode, I'm just going to be basically going over the Inverness Marathon, um, how it all kind of turned out, what the recovery's been like, how I got on with my time, setting goals, etc., and uh, yeah, just kind of give you a little bit of an overview. So this was my first ever um, kind of proper marathon event. I've done maybe three marathons before. Um, just kind of, well, one of them was on a training run. I did one randomly <laughs> a couple summers ago and it nearly killed me. And then I did another one on another event when I think we did 50K. Um, so yeah, I've done a few marathons, but I've never actually signed up for a proper event. And uh, this was kind of the first proper one where I kind of trained for it properly. And kind of had a goal time in mind as well. So, um, yeah, Inverness Marathon signed up for it. I think I had 18 weeks, 18 weeks out when I signed up. So I took on a 16-week training plan. Um, so yeah, the training plan basically how I worked my training. I was doing three runs a week and three strength sessions in the gym. Uh, I was doing a kind of upper body, lower body, and full body training split. And I was doing two shorter runs midweek and then a long run at the weekend. So over the weeks, the long run gradually crept up in distance. It was done at a much slower pace just to kind of build up that volume uh, and get your kind of legs and body ready for that kind of mileage. Now, the training was really good. Really enjoyed the training plan. I really like having a big goal to work towards, like uh, whether it's like a marathon or an Ironman or a 50k, something, uh, you know, big that you need to train for. Um, it's one of those things that you, you don't get off with it. You can't just turn up on the day and not train for it. So I really like that. It kind of puts a bit of pressure on you to get it done. Um, so no, the training was absolutely brilliant. Um, had a few little hiccups with a little wee injuries, had a holiday in between, kind of threw me off track. Um, so there's a few things that didn't go to plan, but um, overall the training went really well. And then the long runs, you know, we built up from, I think it was maybe six miles the first week. And then as the weeks went on, every fourth week we did a bit of a deload. So basically that just meant we'd run slightly less miles for the week just to kind of give the body a chance to recover. And then the next three weeks, we kind of ramp things up again. And um, so it literally went from like six miles, eight miles, 10 miles, and then a deload, and then eight miles, 10 miles, 12 miles, and a deload kind of went like that. And um, so we, I think the longest training run was 23 miles. Uh, and that was just at an easy pace. And it was unbelievable. Like when you build it up gradually, like how easy it is to, to do that kind of distance. It sounds mental when you say it out loud, 23 miles for a training run, but it was actually okay. I finished it and felt really good. Um, but yeah, you, you just gradually build that up over the, the weeks. And then you end up having to do like maybe a 10 mile run the, the week after and 10 miles feels like nothing, which is so strange because at the start, 10 miles felt like such a big distance. Um, so yeah, it's mad. You can literally train for anything. Uh, if you give yourself enough time and just build it up gradually, you can literally train for anything. So yeah, the training went really well. Um, some of the runs were going really well. And uh, yeah, I was feeling pretty good going in uh, the, the marathon. Uh, three days out, I kind of run a carb loading strategy. So this basically meant for three days before the marathon, I had a lot of carbohydrates in my diet, much more than I normally have, probably more than double. And the idea behind this is that it fills up your carb stores. Your body stores carbohydrates as glycogen in your muscles and your liver. Uh, and it's like your ready, readily available fuel source. Uh, when you're doing something like a marathon at quite high intensity, you're going to be burning through carbs uh, for fun. So ha having your carb stores topped up and ready to go at the start of the race is so, so important. If you go into a race and you haven't done something like that, you'll probably find you'll burn out really quick. And basically the week before I did exactly that, I had a half marathon distance training run and I kind of went, wanted to put in a good time. First five miles felt great, didn't 
eat well the night the day before, didn't do any kind of carb strategy for it, and holy crap, I hit about mile six and just about completely zonked. It was horrendous. And so I definitely didn't want to repeat that. Uh, so carbon up was essential. Now the carbon up, I'm not gonna lie, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> um, eating, I was eating around 700 to about 800 grams of carbs per day. Now, if you work out how much carbs that actually is, it's a lot of food. Um, I just didn't really enjoy it. Um, first day I did okay, I managed to hit it not, not too bad. The day after, the, the, the kind of Friday, I hit it not too bad. And then the Saturday, I was really struggling to keep eating enough food, but I knew it would make such a difference. Um, so I kind of kept my protein intake down quite low and uh, kept my fats in, in check as well. Um, so, you know, it's just having a lot of carbs, keeping fiber load, eating a lot of cereal, pancakes, bagels, things like that. But um, tell you what, eating like that, it just you just feel so rubbish. <laughs> felt so bloated, felt so tired in the afternoon. Um, but it just serves a, a purpose. It's not something you're going to stick to forever. It's literally, you know, you're just carving up for the event. So I might play around with that again the next carve up I do, play around with different foods and find maybe a way of doing things that maybe works a little bit better for me because by the end of it, I just couldn't wait to go back to eating normal. Um, so yeah, that was the kind of carb up strategy. And then on the morning of... Uh, I had a big bowl of cereal and an oat bar for breakfast and then had a gel but kind of before the race as well. Now, the night before, I had the worst night's sleep. Uh, I went to my bed pretty early, um, checked into the hotel in there and uh, I just could not get to sleep. Just felt awful. I don't know why. But I don't know if it was all the carbs, my, my stomach wasn't right. I just felt, maybe it was nerves. I don't know what it was. I just didn't feel comfortable. And it was like, it was one of those nights where you're kind of in and out of sleep. And you, you don't feel like you get a full proper sleep. So I was kind of feeling shattered when I woke up. My Garmin body battery was really low. It was telling me to take a rest day. And um, my watch, so I was like, oh great, I'm waiting on a bloody marathon and this thing's telling me to take a rest day. Uh, so that was a bit frustrating. Notice my heart rate was up and stuff. So I was like, oh no, I hope I'm not like unwell. Maybe I was starting to get unwell. Cause like I said, I've had a bit of a cold after the marathon and I kind of felt my throat a little bit at the end of the marathon. But I don't know if it, there was something maybe working on me, but yeah, terrible night's sleep. So that really kind of pissed me off. I kind of wanted to go into the, the event feeling absolutely 100% ready to go, having all this preparation. Um, so yeah, sometimes, you know, things like that happen. You've just got to do what you can. So yeah, got ready in the morning, had the breakfast, headed over to the uh, the multi-story car park in Inverness. And then it was like a 20 minute walk, 25 minute walk to the start start area for the marathon. And basically that's where the marathon actually finished as well. But we're getting a bus up past Fort Augustus, uh, I can't remember the name of the place now, and then that's where the actual start was, so there was another bus journey to get to. Now, I um, in the morning, I drove there in the car, and then as I got out of the multi-store car park, my stomach was like churning, I just didn't feel right, I kind of felt like, oh my god, my, stom- my stomach's not right, I'm going to have to go to the, the toilet at some point, I, just, I don't feel comfortable, and uh, so I kind of decided, right, I'll, I'll get to the, the place nice and early, so started walking to the, the event, and I was like 20 minutes of the way there, almost there. And then I just, for some reason, thought, shit, I've not got my number or chip or anything else that I need. I've literally just come out of the car. I'm like, what am I doing? So I then had to look at the time. I was like, bloody hell, I'm not going to have much time. By the time I get back there, 20 minutes, and I get back again, 20 minutes, you know, I probably won't have time to go to the toilet and the buses will already be leaving. So I ended up having to run like basically two miles before the bloody marathon to go get my number and everything. So absolute nightmare. Uh, absolutely horrendous, uh, but I did make it back in time, managed to get to the toilet and things like that, and I was absolutely fine after that, but I know a lot of people say on the day of a marathon or an event, sometimes with nerves and stuff, your stomach can play play havoc in it, I don't know about anybody else, but you sometimes get a little bit paranoid, thinking, oh my god, what if my stomach's wrong on the on the run, or when I'm out there, but it was absolutely 
absolutely fine after that. Uh, I think it was just probably nerves and then just that, um, you know, that worry that maybe it could get worse, but it was absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, got to the event, got to the bus, our bus journey, it's absolutely lashing with rain on the way up there, thinking, oh God, this is going to be horrendous up there. But then literally we got up there, it was maybe like an hour and 10 minutes maybe before we got to the top, got to the top and it suddenly stopped raining and it cleared up and it was blue skies the start was insane like the views are absolutely class i've done that route before on the bike and um, for the etap and um, but the start was absolutely class Five thousand people all queued up ready ready to rock and roll it was uh yeah quite a sight and um, so it's quite close to the the start um everybody's kind of bunched up um and yeah that's that's kind of how things got going. We started off at 10 a.m. There was a guy in the speaker. And there was people from all over the world. It was really cool here. Um, and then, yeah, bang on 10 a.m., the kind of horn went off, and then everybody started. Um, so, yeah, the start, first five miles, um, were pretty much pretty downhill, as far as I can remember. Um, started off really fast. Um, so I was kind of aiming for kind of pace-wise, probably like seven-minute, 45-minute mile pace, average over the whole thing but I thought at the start I'll probably be a little bit quicker so first mile I was like 7.30 pace I was really comfortable at that pace heart rate was quite low uh, and I was yeah absolutely flying mile 2 same same idea 7.36 pace mile 3 7.37 pace kind of hovering around that 7.30 mark uh, and I felt really good heart rate wasn't too high and it was mostly like I say downhill five miles in feeling really good um Timing's going well, legs are feeling fresh. Uh, I'm taking a gel every 20 minutes. So literally for the uh, the kind of carb strategy fueling wise, uh, I didn't have water on me, but I was just getting water at the stations. Um, so I was taking um, a gel every 20 minutes on the dot. I just kept an eye on my watch. That was my focus on the run. Um, I'm keeping an eye on my heart rate, just making sure I'm not going too hard. And uh, every single 20 minutes, gel out, and then uh, you know getting that gel down. Uh, the gels were actually fine, the whole thing. I think, I can't remember how many I had, probably like 15. Uh, and they were absolutely fine, the high five ones I went for. So every 20 minutes, that definitely uh, helped with energy levels as well. Um, so yeah, I remember like five miles on, feeling really good. Then we were kind of hitting the seven and eight mile mark. And I remember... I think it was, maybe it was at five miles. Uh, and I remember thinking, bloody hell, it's five miles done already. And then I remember just thinking, bloody hell, it's 21 to go. Shit, there's <laughs> quite a bit to go. Um, so yeah, once we got to kind of like 10 miles, feeling really good. Um, my timings were all looking really good. I think every single mile was in the seven minute miles, apart from mile six, which was 8.16. But I think there was a hill on that one. It was a nasty little hill. Uh, but apart from that, uh, yeah, timings were really, really good. And then we got close to half marathon distance and I could see that I was on for a PB. Um, so my marathon, half marathon PB was previously... Uh, I think it was 143 or 144. Um, so I came in at like one hour 42. <clears throat> so I knocked like a one or two minutes off it. So I was absolutely buzzing with that. I could see I was getting beat. Um, so yeah, got to half marathon distance. And uh, the thing is as well, like two miles in, I was like, oh, I need a pee. Bloody hell, should I stop to do a pee? Uh, but it kind of disappeared and I didn't need one. And then I kind of thought, well, get to half marathon distance, get the PB for that, and then stop for a pee. Um, but no, it actually turned out okay. Uh, so right up to mile 14, I was under the eight minute mile mark. Everything's going great. And then mile 15, I think there was a few little hills and I just noticed my pace had slowed down a wee bit. Um, I didn't even realize I had slowed down. I felt okay, but the pace had dropped into kind of the eight minute fives, eight minute three mark. And I just noticed it was slowing down a wee bit. Uh, and then I could tell, everybody told me, I can't remember the name of the place, but there's a hill, I think it's mile 18, um, is the start of a, a hill. Um, so I knew it was coming up really, really soon. So about mile 18, we hit this bloody big hill uh, coming out of this little town. Now the hill, 
did destroy my legs a little bit. I did stop for a pee as well, just to kind of get a quick recovery. I tried to be strategic with it, so I thought, oh, if I do it like halfway through the hill, I can get a little breather and then hit it hard again. Um, but the the hills, I managed to still keep my pace okay. It was at 8.17, 9.06, 9.06. I was still in the low nines, but uh, yeah, the hill started to ruin my legs. I was keeping an eye on my heart rate, um, and yeah, my legs were just feeling awful. So I felt like I could push harder, but I knew at mile 18, I still had, you know what, eight miles to go. So I was like, well, I can't go too hard here or I'm getting burnt out. Um, so I just kind of kept plodding on, plodding on. Um, the heart rate was okay. I felt okay kind of energy-wise. Um, just the legs were hurting all over. Uh, calves were on fire as well. Um, so yeah, kind of got over the hills, finally got over the hills. I thought, right, once we get past this hills, it's basically all downhill for the last like almost six miles. Um, it's going to be, you know, the home straight. And then I started to feel really dehydrated. I was drinking at every water stop. I think there was water stops every like almost three miles, every 5K, almost three or four miles. So I was drinking water every single time, but I remember getting to like mile 21 and then feel really dry mouth. So I got a bottle of water again. It was like 400 mil or 300 mil bottles. Got a bottle of water. Kind of drank that over a mile, two miles. Uh, but as soon as I finished it, I was so dry again. I thought, oh crap, I, I think I'm really dehydrated because I just started to feel really sick just a little bit dizzy, uh, and I was keeping an eye on my watch the whole time. Now, up until mile 15, uh, Garmin was telling me, like, you know, I was on for like a, I think it was a three hours, 22 minutes, it was saying, and then once after I got to that, it went to three hours, 28, and then three hours, 38, and I was like, oh no, my pace is slowing down, so I was really consciously aware of that. I was like, my goal was to get under three hours, 30, um, so I was kind of thinking, oh no, I'm going to be miles off that now, Um so yeah, I was really conscious aware of my time. So I, that was in the back of my head. So that 100% kept me moving forward. So I was like, right, no matter what, I'm getting as close to this three hours 30 as possible. Uh, I know this is painful right now, but once it's done, I'll be kicking myself if I didn't give it my all. Uh, so I just kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, I remember getting to like mile 23. And I think you could you could see across the river, you could see the finish line, you could hear the guy in the tannoy. And I remember thinking, three miles, it's only three miles, you've done 23. But I, that three miles was harder than the, the 23. Like literally, they were the hardest three miles of my life. My legs were absolutely gone. I felt sick. I couldn't get any more gels down. I felt like I probably needed a gel because I was starting to feel a little bit weak. Um, but I was so dehydrated. I felt like, oh my God, I feel really bad. I started to feel really sick. And I was like looking at my time and I could tell the estimated time was sitting like, it was like three hours 36 or three hours 37. And I was like, oh no. And I'd actually said to my, my cousin whose PB was uh, three hours 35. He said, oh yeah, you'll, you'll beat my time today. And I thought, oh yeah, well, I better beat it kind of in a joking way. And then I was like, oh no, I've got to beat his time no matter what. There's no way I, I can go and report back to him and say, yeah, I kind of failed big time. Uh, so then my next goal was like, yeah, there's no way I'm hitting three hours 30. I was like, right, beat this three hours 35. So that was in my head and Every, that three miles was the worst three miles I've ever done, ever. I felt so ill, um, you know, just felt so uncomfortable. It's the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in a run. I remember on the 50k, no, the uh, the 102 mile ultra relay race we did a while back, uh, at the start of the year, was it April? I remember there was a stage in that run, there was like a 50 mile section in the dark and my legs were gone and I remember feeling so sore, but this was just a different type of pain. <laughs> the marathon, it was like, your heart rate was up, you're still going pretty fast. I was still holding like eight minute 39, eight minute 36 pace. I couldn't get my legs to go any faster. Heart rate was right up and I felt so ill. That was the worst I've ever felt in a run, ever. Um, so I'm, I'm going along and thinking, oh my God, how long? I remember looking at my watch, like when I was the other 23 miles, every time I looked at my watch, it was like, oh, another mile or oh it's another half mile like the distance seemed to be going by pretty quick 
but bloody hell, that three miles, it was like 0.1. Oh my God, how far? 0.1. It was like time was in slow motion. I was hating every minute of it. Honestly, I was just fantasizing about lying down on the pavement and just lying there. It was just horrendous. Um, but hey, we got there in the end. Uh, I really, really tried to push in those last um, kind of two, three miles. I knew that if I kept them underneath nine minute mile, I should beat the 335. And my chip time was actually three hours uh, three hours, 34, 58 seconds. So literally I had two seconds to spare, which is absolutely ridiculous. But the atmosphere in those last three miles, you're going through the town, there's so many people out cheering you on. It was absolutely fantastic. Like it really does give you such a boost when you're so mentally goosed. Uh, having all these people like cheer you on and clap you is, is absolutely brilliant. And then the final straight, like along the river, there must've been like, I don't know, maybe a mile to go. I don't know if it was less than a mile, I can't remember, uh, but I remember I could see the, I could hear the tunnel again, I knew I was so close, and even when I got to like the last 0.2 of a mile, I'd hit the 26 mile mark on the watch, I knew there was 0.2 of a mile, my legs were so gone, and I really tried to push it in that last wee bit, um, and then yeah, got over the time in, in, in two seconds to spare, so it's absolutely buzzing, but literally I got to the end, and I felt like holy crap, I think I'm going to collapse. Like, I remember one of the ladies that was there giving out the medals came over and like, okay, just sit down, sit water, really, you know, take take your time, just sit the water, sit the water. And I was like, my, my head was spinning. I was like, shit, I think I'm getting faint. <laughs> that was the closest I felt to fainting, but I kind of came away with my legs. I felt like Bambi on ice. But uh, once I got a few sips of water, I kind of calmed down and sat down and felt a little bit better. But that is the worst I've ever felt after a run. But it was a great feeling once you, you'd done it. Getting over that finish line was absolutely class. And uh, yeah, I remember that last three miles, I was thinking, I'm never doing a marathon again. This is horrendous. I don't think I'm going to run again. I'm, you know, I'm only going to do three mile runs from now on. I hate running. That was all that was going through my head. I was like, I'll never do a marathon again. What a stupid idea. Um, but it's funny, like a few days later, like now I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I would definitely do it again. But at the time, like you're in so much pain, <laughs> um, you, you know, you just, you can't imagine doing it again. But with that run, like I say, I've done longer runs before and felt better, but my heart rate was averaging, I think it was 177 beats a minute. Like when I've done a 50K run or a 25 mile run in the past, my average heart rate is like 150, maybe 148, 152. So you know, that's a much more manageable heart rate to set at for a long distance run. The fact that it was at 177, like holding that for three and a half hours was brutal, absolutely brutal. Um, it's just, yeah, totally different type of intensity running a marathon, going for a time versus completing a long run. Like give me a long run at zone two, like that 148, 150 beats a minute any day. I could do that all day, any day. Like I find that really easy. It's just like a mental battle, but like physically you feel okay. Yeah, you get aches and pains, but running a marathon at that kind of pace with that and um, well that pace for me was you know hard um you know hitting that you know 170s 177 180s the whole for three and a, three and a half hours was absolutely savage my, my legs were absolutely gone so my finish time at the end um was three hours on my garmin i think it actually said three hours was it three hours 34 20 something seconds i think um but my finish time on the actual chip thing was three hours uh, 34, 58 seconds. So average pace was 8 minute 11, uh, 8, 11 minute mile pace. And um, like I say, up until like mile 15, I was like sitting in the sevens. It was after after that, that the time slowly kind of went a little bit slower. Average heart rate was 171, sorry, 171. Max out at 185. Burned 3,000 calories and got about 48,000 steps as well, uh, which, was, which was quite interesting. So that was kind of like the... Uh, the kind of finish time. Now, the recovery side of things was absolutely brutal. Um, Monday, I woke up. Well, when I got home, 
basically drove straight home after it and we were going out for supper uh, I didn't really have much time but uh, we were going out for a roast so I was like oh that's the that's the, the the goal sounds really weird it's a little wee tip if you've ever got an event and you know you're going to be suffering like have something exciting to look forward to food wise usually for me that's either you know going out for tea or going out for a roast or Sunday roast or having like an Indian takeaway something that you really enjoy and when you're really suffering like have that in your head like that, that's my treat tonight think about how good you'll feel tonight eating that meal you'll feel amazing uh, so that 100% when I'm really suffering that always sticks out in my head so I had we had this uh, Sunday roast um, to look forward to so that was all I was thinking about at one point um, it really helps push through so didn't have much time so we got there legs were really kind of weak after it but um, I felt not too bad I felt a bit sick for a few hours to be honest didn't really have much appetite but managed the roast um, and then went to bed woke up on Monday and I was like holy crap like different uh, sort of pain again uh, my legs my back my shoulders every single muscle on my body hurt uh, my calves were unbelievable I was literally you know sitting down to go down the stairs just really struggling to get down the stairs uh, I was really sore I did get a walk in in the morning it did ease things off a little bit um, but I was really sore so I didn't do much exercise at all on Monday Tuesday did an upper body workout first thing legs were a little bit better uh, Wednesday again they were a little bit better again and then come like Thursday I was completely fine again but uh, yeah recovery was uh, was absolutely brutal it was absolutely brutal so um, yeah I guess my thoughts on the, uh, the Inverness Marathon as well like the setup was brilliant you checked in on the Saturday the day before it you got your kind of number and stuff like that with, with your chip which was on your actual number they had like food stands and everything laid out it was like a really cool like relaxed uh, kind of environment to be around everybody was really nice people you know anybody you spoke to was really nice a lot of these events is, is quite like that um, which is which is brilliant it makes you feel a little bit less uh, I don't know nervous because everybody seems quite chilled out especially with some of the ultra events like people are mega chilled out um, but no that was uh, that was absolutely brilliant really enjoyed that the buses up there was all class there was no issues with that and the whole event was 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 yeah really really well run. The route is absolutely stunning. Uh, some of the views are absolutely insane. If you're listening to this and thinking, oh, I would love to do a marathon one day, like it's definitely a, a really good one. A lot of people said it's quite a tough one to do. Um, I was looking at the actual stats. Like there's more downhill than uphill. I can't remember exactly. I think there's 900 feet of uphill and about 2,000 feet of downhill. Now a lot of the runs I do out where I'm at, like it's quite hilly. So if I'm doing like an hour run, sometimes I'll be like you know, 400, 500 feet. Um, so if I'm out for three hours at home, usually it's like, you know, 1,800, 2,000 feet of climbing, maybe more. And um, so the fact it was only 900 feet, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be an absolute breeze. Um, but sometimes the downhill is really hard on your your, your legs as well, the front of your legs, your quads. Um, but yeah, a lot of people said that hill kind of ML20 is, is absolutely brutal. Um, but no, I to be honest, I thought it was actually a pretty good route. I would definitely do it again. Uh, maybe try and go back and beat my time but yeah I was I was kind of surprised I thought like oh this will be quite an, an easy one and I, not that I found the marathon easy by any stretch um, but yeah I thought that this would be an easier route just because there was more downhill and not that much uphill but I don't know what the other routes are like you know like the Glasgow marathon and things like that or Edinburgh marathon or whatever one I don't know what the, the route looks like or how hilly they are um, but I thought this route was yeah absolutely decent like the first five miles is basically completely all downhill you've got a little hill there and you're downhill almost to, to kind of 10 miles there's little wee hills stretched out and then from mile 10 to like mile 18 it's completely pretty much flat you've got a little hill from mile 18 to like mile 20 21 ish and then 21 you're basically more or less downhill there's a slight hill at 22 miles in but it's not much and then yeah from there it's all flat so it's actually hill wise it's not too bad i didn't think it was that bad um but yeah it's yeah the, like i say the route is absolutely stunning um it's it's a, it's mad like there was 
so many um you know so many people like people there like five thousand people doing it uh, but it's kind of mad like a lot of people at the start really take off quick uh, which i noticed so i was i was kind of almost feeling like oh, i should be going faster but you just got to run your own race and just keep it i just kept an eye on my heart rate i've got one of those garmin um straps chest straps so it's a little bit more accurate than off off your wrist and um, i just keep an eye on my heart rate and just i just stay in the zone that i know i'm gonna stay in that i can stay in for a long time because if i pushed in you know maybe seven minute mile pace or 650 pace uh, which i have done for like you know like five miles or four miles um my heart rate would have been in like 180s there's no way i would have kept that up i would have burnt out really quick and i would have probably had a worse time um so all, there's a lot of people taking off really quick and I remember there's a couple a couple of people went past and i could hear how heavily they were breathing i was like shit <laughs> you're mile four you're like three or four miles in and you're going that fast and that hard i'm like wow and a lot of people did you could see them kind of dropping off once you got to like mile 13 14 15 there was a few people walking uh, a few people just slowing down um but yeah there was a few people i was running quite close to uh, the whole thing and they kind of kept that pace up the whole way but um yeah they were still like when you spoke to them they could still pretty much speak but there was a few people like i say went by and they were you know really pushing it probably going a little bit too fast um so yeah i guess that's my advice is just run your own race like it's very easy to get uh you know, like the adrenaline to take over and think, oh, I'm getting just trying to keep up with this bunch or keep up with this guy or this girl. Um, but no, yeah, some of the people that were on it were absolute savages. I think the guy won it was two hours, 22 minutes. Um, but yeah, that was my kind of Inverness marathon review. Uh, yeah, I would definitely do another marathon again. Uh, maybe do a different one at some point. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the the kind of whole thing. I guess lessons from it. I think I would work a little bit more on the carving up and working with different foods. Have a little bit more structure with that. Uh, maybe plan out ahead of time uh, instead of kind of tracking it as I go and try to figure out what what I need to eat as the day goes on. I think I would get really ultra clear on what it looks like just so I know exactly what I'm having and I know which foods worked really well with me. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest lesson. Just the carving up and on on the day of like. Maybe the only other thing I would have done is potentially taking in a little bit more water earlier on in the day. Um, potentially, um, I don't know, maybe even had a little water bottle with me with some carbs in it. I might have, I might have done that next time um, just to make sure that I'm, you know, hydrated because that is probably, you know, near the end. I felt really dehydrated. I felt horrendous and, and after it. Um, that's maybe the only other lesson I would have off the back of it. But no, apart from that, it was absolutely class. Enjoyed the training. Uh, really enjoyed the event. It was w- really well run. I would 100% recommend it. If you're listening to this and you've, you've done a marathon or you, you fancy a marathon, uh, honestly, like you can literally train for anything. Uh, we skipped back 16 weeks ago. I was, you know, I'd done longer runs before, but, you know, I started off, you know, just building up from like a 10K distance and then built on things from there. So literally, even if you're, you know, you know at 5K distance just now, if you give yourself enough time and you build it up gradually and you follow the plan to a T, honestly, you'll, you, you know, you, you can train for anything 100%. You just get hey the right plan for you and you know enough time to, to work at it as well but yeah really enjoyed the Inverness Marathon we'll definitely probably do another marathon at some point as we were expecting a new one uh, a new baby at the end of the year I'm kind of pulling back a little bit on the cardio side of things just now I'm just going to probably do two runs a week or a run and a cycle a week something like that might even do a bit of swimming over the winter just to mix things up uh, and I'm going to really get a focus on the gym side of things I really want to build a bit of muscle mass um, my physique's taken a little bit of a battering over the years being honest I've done a lot of car like a lot more cardio as opposed to working on you know visually how I look and strength my strength's way down from what I used to be so I'm really getting focused on you know packing on a bit of muscle being a lot stronger I still get to keep up with the like I say maybe two runs a week just to just for the health benefits and just to keep you know a decent level of fitness but yeah I got to really focus on building muscle and then potentially depending on you know how, how that goes over the next kind of like six months uh, I want to run like a 
a real fat loss phase and getting ideally the best shape of my life. So I guess going forwards this next kind of 12 months, big focus on, um, you know, visually how I look and getting really strong. And I might sign up for something else. <laughs> I might sign up. There is that, uh, like I said, we did that 102 mile relay in April. Uh, you can do it solo. And I do semi-fancy just going for that and on a whim <laughs> and having some training behind me. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it the year after. But I definitely want to get that ticked off. That sounds a little bit scary. But yeah, I hope you found that useful. If anybody um, has any questions off it uh, or anything I've mentioned, like just fire me a message on Instagram or something like that. Um, but no, I hope you found that interesting and um yeah hope you're having a fantastic week as well thanks for tuning in and we will uh, catch up with you guys next week